Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Fringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and as always, it's such a pleasure to be here with you all today. Today on the podcast, we have another incredible special guest. Her name is Catherine Sullivan. Catherine is the founder of Vivian Travel and the host of There She Goes, the podcast. Catherine is passionate about encouraging women to embark on heart-led solo travel. She believes solo travel is one of the best ways to see the world, to realize our place within it, and to awaken to what we truly desire. Catherine has traveled, lived, worked, and volunteered in over 40 countries across six continents. When she's not supporting the Vivian Travel community, she's pursuing a master's degree in tourism and hospitality. Today, I am so excited for you all to finally meet Catherine. Catherine and I have been working together for almost two years. She has also been one of our incredible members in our 2020 Holistic Business Mistress Mind. And Catherine and I also were working together at the beginning of 2020 one-to-one. Catherine has such a beautiful energy and I'm always so inspired by both her vision and also her history of solo travel. We all know that solo travel requires a lot of courage, right? And I also know that solo travel is one of the most beautiful opportunities to be in your flow, to connect with new people, to have new adventures, and as we're going to talk about in today's episode, to really discover who you are, or at least more of who you are. So Catherine and I are diving deep into solo travel. And so if you've got any fears about traveling on your own, this is definitely the episode to listen to. And we're going to dive in deeply to why solo travel is so supportive for you on your personal development and discovery journey. I personally have felt the benefits of solo travel so many times throughout my life, and it's quite interesting because my tendency towards solo travel began when I was a child, and I'd go on those uh, unaccompanied minor, you know, trips at the on the airplane uh, to go see my family, and I that was that required so much bravery and courage. It was so scary, but I I wanted to go. I always have wanted to travel. And then when I was a little older, as an early teen, I flew all the way to the USA to go and spend some time with my mother, and that was super scary as well. And then that sort of helped me each trip to help me build a bit more confidence, so that when I was 21, I moved over to New York for three months where I lived and worked in a summer camp and did some travel around the USA all by myself. And that was so, when I think about it, it was so incredibly brave to go to New York City by myself, rock up at Grand Central Station and just figure it out, stay in hostels as I went. And then as I've gone throughout my life journey, I then moved to London. I moved with my partner. And when I was there, I Lou was not able to take as much leave as I could because I had my own business and he didn't. And so I, in frustration, I just wanted to travel. So I decided that's it. I'll go by myself. And it was interesting because that hadn't been 
uh, an intentional option. It was one that was created through external resistance, right? External resistance always creates new possibilities. So I started doing these short, either week to two week. And then I think I was away for about three weeks at one point and, um, and going to different places in the world by myself. And every single time I went, I found it so incredibly connecting to myself. And I also had amazing opportunities of just complete flow, magical things happening. I've shared some of them with you all on the podcast and just realized that I really enjoy solo travel. So today's episode is perfectly timed because although I've never considered myself as a solo traveler, I am about to embark on a solo travel trip, which is going to be for a longer, um, the most extended period of time that I have been on a solo trip before. And I'm super excited. But of course, there's so much um, sphere from from the mind. And so Catherine and I are really going to dive into this. And what I'd love for you to think is when we're talking about this topic, this we can also relate this to our businesses, right? The same courage and bravery to do things on our own in terms of a travel context is the exact same bravery and courage we need to do things on our own in a business context. So I like to think that actually by exercising my solo travel muscles, I'm also supporting my confidence and courage in my business to really stand on my own, to show up, to follow those next steps that my higher self is calling me towards. And I just love that we're able to look to different examples across our life and use those in our businesses too. Now, of course, we're going to dive into Catherine's business journey and we have a really beautiful conversation about what she's learned. And we're also talking about her experience working with her inner voice and uh, being certified uh, with Jess Lively as an inner voice facilitator this year. We also are diving into Catherine's experience working both one-to-one and in the holistic business mistress mind with me. And really, everyone, this is just a super inspiring conversation, and I'm so excited to share this with you all. Now, before we dive into today's conversation, one final reminder for 2020 that if you would like to work with me on your beautiful business in 2021, whether it's to grow your business or to start your business, I have a number of business coaching opportunities open for you. And this is my final call out for the year. I am going on leave next week. So I have been enrolling everybody into our programs, which will start in 2021. And so if you would like to know more and and be considered for a place in either my holistic business mistress mind for 2021, which is the container for you. If you're looking to grow your business, if you want to take your business to six figures in 2021, we are going to help you create that pathway to your six figure business. We actually just had one of our holistic business mistress member, uh, mistress members from this year just hit six figures, which is so incredible. And all of our members have had incredible results. And it's because this space is just so magical. We had our closing call for one of our mistress mind groups just last night. It was so beautiful. And, uh, and the lady said that I am like the fairy godmother of unicorns. And I really, really loved this beautiful description because this is how it feels. All of the people who are in this beautiful, magical space are unicorns. And I am just here gathering you all together to do business in the beautiful, magical and aligned and holistic way that works for you. As I mentioned to one of my beautiful clients this morning, 
Yes, you can have anything you want in this life. Yes, you can create it in the way that you want to create it. Yes, you can feel the way you want to feel. You just have to commit to doing business and doing life on your terms. So the Holistic Business Mistress Mind is an incredible container to support you to hit those big business dreams, to bring them to life, to really have the support and the community around you. It goes beyond words at how powerful this container is. And I'm just so excited to welcome those of you who are called to this experience. Now, in addition to the Mistress Mind, I also have a mentorship and that's for you if you're making sales for the first time in your business. If you don't have prior business experience and you're going out there to make those first sales and those offers, we have a lot of mindset to get to move beyond, right? And it feels scary as you're going out there and sharing your offers, but it's the only way to make money in your business, which means it's the only way to create a successful and sustainable business. So I wanted to create an offering for you that will also be in a group that will allow us all to focus together in real time on supporting you as you make those first sales and start making money in your business. We will take it two weeks at a time. You'll also have some one-to-one support with me and you'll have a beautiful group of other people in business who are all getting out there and making offers and making money and we'll support one another, right? We're going to make this more of a mistress mind as well. So there'll be a mastermind aspect because I have found that the most powerful way of supporting my clients to move forward on their businesses is for them to to empower themselves through supporting other people in business too. Now I've worked with my clients in all sorts of ways and there's a very intentional reason that I am supporting my community in these programs in this way, primarily in this group setting with both of them, though, there is some one-to-one support as well. The reason I found this so incredibly valuable is that there is something that just up levels and expands you when you're in a a group environment that is set up in a way to support you, to to expand you, to up-level you. Uh, And I know some of you feel like when it comes to group things that you're going to be in the background or you might hide, but there's an art to allowing a space to come together to hold a group of people that allows each person to show up in their uniqueness as themselves to be supported in a way that supports you as an individual and isn't you know just a one-size-fits-all approach to everyone in the group and when you're able to be in a space where you're able to be seen and heard and witnessed and you're able to show up in it and be visible in it because the space allows you to show up as yourself and feel comfortable and welcomed as you, that is such an empowering process because what are we doing in business? We're showing up in spaces all the time and needing to allow ourselves to be seen. So I have intentionally designed these opportunities to support you to have both one-to-one guidance and attention from me, but also this really important supportive group environment. And I really do believe this is one of my superpowers. I know what it's like to be in a group container and feel invisible, to be scared to be there because you are thinking of all the thing, all the reasons why you need to hide yourself. And I never want anyone to feel that way. I also always want 
want every single person to feel celebrated and welcomed. And this is what I've learned through my women's circle trainings that I've done and being in circle with other women. There is a way to make every single person feel comfortable in a group. And this is what I'll be offering to you in these beautiful containers. So my beautiful friends and podcast listeners, just know that I love and appreciate you. And if you would love support as you start making sales in your business or as you grow your business and take it to those big business goals and desires that you have for 2021, then I would love for you to get in touch to find out more about working with me in either of these two opportunities. There's also a potential that you could be kind of in between both of them. So that's why it's really beautiful for us to talk and find out which one is best for you as an individual. So if you would love to join us in 2021, get in touch today because I am going on leave soon and I won't be back until both of these start in 2021. So this is the final opportunity to chat with me before I go on leave. And all you need to do is just send me an email at Letitia at LetitiaRinge.com and just let me know that you would love to find out more. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your business and then we can schedule a call to chat. Now, if you're listening to this and it's in 2021 or at some moment in the future and you'd like to find out about how I can support you, I recommend you just reach out and send me an email as well so that we can get to know one another and I'll let you know what the next available opportunity is. Know that wherever you are, you're all in the perfect place and we just have to allow ourselves to say yes and give ourselves the permission to have the life and business we desire. All right, everybody, I'm now so excited to dive into our conversation with Catherine. Hey, Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Leticia. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. This is long overdue, I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I've been really looking forward to the moment I have you on the podcast for a long time. So it's extra special that you're here today. Oh, thank you so much. I've been a long time listener. So this is a little surreal for me to be joining you here. Oh, but. I love that. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. Let's kick us off. Could you let our beautiful listeners know a little bit about who you are and what you're sharing with the world today? Yes. My name is Catherine Sullivan and I'm an American. I'm originally from Northern California. And right now I've been living in London for about a year and a half. And I am the founder of a community called Vivian Travel. It's a community that encourages solo travel because solo travel has been uh, such a huge part of my growth as a person. And I wanted to make that a little bit more accessible to other women around the world. Um, So yeah, that's what I've been working on. Mm, I love that. And tell everyone about your podcast as well. Yes. So as part of Vivian Travel, I started a podcast called There She Goes, in which I primarily interview other women who've traveled solo and ask them all about what sort of fears they needed to overcome in order to to make that leap into solo travel. And, And of course, all the fun stories that happened along the way and all the the personal development um, that accompanies solo travel. Mm. So it's it's so much fun to get to know other women, to celebrate their stories, and hopefully to encourage others to follow in their footsteps. 
Mm, I just love that combination of solo travel and personal development. It, I know personally for me that travel has been so significant for my personal development and, you know, having having that travel and doing it on your own, I can only, I've had some shorter trips on my own um, mm. and, yeah, it's so incredible for creating space and really allowing you to, just be with yourself and see yourself in a different way. So I'm really excited to talk more with you today about how, about that link between solo travel and personal development. So much fun. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think they're almost synonymous. <laughs> I think it's, it'd be difficult to, to travel solo without some aspect of personal development. That's, that's the beauty of it is if you bring even just a little bit of intention behind your trip, then you can gain so much more. Mm, wow. Okay. I love this. We'll dive into this in a moment, but before we do that, I'd love to know about a little bit about your background. Like how did you end up loving solo travel and being a solo traveler and how did you end up creating the business that you have today? Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. I, I give my parents a lot of credit for instilling this curiosity about the world in me and in my siblings. Um, yeah. And my first trip abroad was with my dad. I was 11 years old. We went to Paris, which is just like a girl's dream come true, visiting Monet's garden. And I'd been reading all about him. And of course, going to the Louvre and seeing the Mona Lisa and, and all that beautiful artwork. It was just like, wow, all this really exists in the world. And there's a potential for me to see it. So that was really the start of my travel. Um, and from there, I took every opportunity that I had to study abroad, live abroad um, during high school and university. And then um, I took a more traditional route, I guess you could say, in terms of what I studied. I studied engineering, followed by an MBA. And I realized that behind it all, I just wanted to, <laughs> to travel and to experience the world in a different way. Uh, I'm grateful for. The career that I had up until now, very grateful, and I wouldn't wouldn't do it another way because I I couldn't, you know, everything unfolds as as it should. But I did. A time came that I realized I was ready for the next chapter, and I had seen a number of blogs about. And this was a few years ago, I guess, probably starting around five or six years ago. I I'd, I'd seen some travel blogs, and it was always couples, a, a guy and a girl left everything behind, traveled the world together. And I was like, that's going to be me. Mm. So I, <laughs> I was living in San Francisco at the time and I was dating. I was trying to find this soulmate travel partner and it just didn't happen. I mean, there, that's a whole other story to unpack, but, but I realized, you know, what's really holding me back I can do this by myself and solo female travel now is, you know, it's very trendy, but it was just not really part of my awareness. It wasn't something that I'd seen any of my friends or acquaintances embark on. Mm. And, but the time just came, I needed to leave my corporate job. Um, I just, it was, people said I was brave to do so, but um, it really wasn't a choice. I didn't see it as an option. It was just something I was pulled to do. So I set off alone on a one-way flight to South America. 
this was in 2018 and just let serendipity guide the way from there and just had the most magical time um, on my own, primarily with visits from family and friends along the way, which was fantastic. But it was really the time when I was alone navigating the world by myself, making connections, reconnecting to myself. That was the most impactful. So mm. after that trip, it lasted about a year. I just realized I need to share this with other people. Mm. I love that. Okay. So how did you ha- how did you have the courage to go by yourself and um and also like be somewhere that was unfamiliar? Yeah, actually it was a podcast guest that brought this to my attention, but from her own experience, but I realized it was similar to mine, which is when I booked that one way ticket to Colombia, to Medellin, Colombia, I actually had been there before and I'd been there with my best friend and we'd had such an incredible trip there a few years earlier that it didn't feel unfamiliar. So that's what I recommend to women um, who are interested in taking their first step into solo travel. You don't need to go somewhere brand new the very first time. Yeah. That's such yeah. a good recommendation. I remember when I've done a few solo trips by myself that are like short. And I remember when I went to Bali, it was my first time in Bali and I, I arrived in the middle of the night and it was, you know, I the sounds were so different. Um, I And I'd done other solo travel actually before I did move to the US by myself and like go to summer camp and do all of that, that whole thing. But I arrived there and I was so scared because I was by myself. It was my first trip in ages by myself and in this place that felt so different and it felt so scary. But then the next day I woke up and I was like, oh my, and everything's light. And and Mm -hmm. it was another story. It was like, oh, this is totally fine. Um, But I can imagine had it been somewhere I'd been before, which is kind of like, you know, my next destination I'm going um, my next destination I'm going by myself is back to London soon and I'm traveling by myself there and that just feels so comfortable to me I just feel like this isn't even a problem I you know I've lived there it's super comfy in terms of solo travel it's a really great mm. like, place for me to start and build my confidence and then I intend on like yeah flowing about the world mm-hmm. and other locations and just seeing where it all takes me so yeah really great mm. advice Yeah, I would say to follow up on your Bali story, another piece of advice is try to arrive in the destination when it's light out Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a solo traveler. Yeah, Yeah, such a difference. It's so funny because every time we travel, um, Lou and I uh, talk about this because on the one hand, it's nice to arrive in the evening and then wake up in the place like from the start of the day. But I also get so excited when I arrive and I just want to explore the place. So I actually really Mm. prefer traveling like arriving in the morning and then sort of having the day to like explore the place um, or, you know, at least pick up some things and just see it in the light because it's so strange arriving in the dark. Yeah, when it, com- when it comes to arriving in a new place, another piece of advice I have is just do whatever feels good to you. you if you want to go out and explore, that's wonderful. If like I have to admit, I, I often want to wait a bit and just sit in the space by myself and, and acknowledge that 
I'm in a brand new place. So many different things are stimulating my, all of my senses. <laughs> I don't need to rush out into it. I can just sort of collect myself and maybe that's for an afternoon and I sleep. And then the next day I, I go up, I get up and go, but you know, that's not every single trip. It's just whatever feels right in the moment. Mm, yeah. Yes. Well, traveling can be super tiring <laughs> as well. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, I also just wanted to, before we dive into the travel, talk about when you decided to leave your corporate job, you mentioned it was an easy decision for you because it, it just felt right. Can you talk a little bit more about um, what, like just how that decision, how, how, why that decision was easy? And I'm, was there some time before you made the decision where you were sort of thinking about it and it felt impossible? Mm. Yes. Actually, I, I say it was easy. At the time that I truly left, it it was easy. Everything flowed. But the truth is I tried to leave that job a full year earlier mm-hmm. to embark on this same solo journey. Mm-hmm. And I it just came out of my mouth one day during a conversation with my boss. I was just like, I have to go. He, I think he just asked, hey, Catherine, how are you? I was like, I need to go. It just sort of shocked myself and shocked him too. And uh, my company, I felt so supported because I thought people would be like, oh, "Okay, she's leaving," but they they really did their best to to um, convince me to stay, and they did. They convinced me to stay for one more year. They created a new role for me, and I'm so grateful for that extra year because it worked out well for me personally, financially, uh, with my family. I was just better prepared um, when I did eventually let them know about nine months later, okay, this time it's for real. Thanks for everything that you've done for me, but it's time to move on. So um, yeah, I guess looking back, it was a little rocky, but, but I knew um, I knew that second time that, that it was for real. And, and I didn't really have any fears, just pure excitement at that time. And during the course of that year, another important thing that happened is I really built up my connection with my inner voice mm. and, and I would write to my inner voice and, and my inner voice always told me, you're ready. It's time to go. Everyone back home is going to be fine. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was another aspect that helped me gain the confidence to take off. Yeah. Would you mind talking about um, what you just mentioned there, like uh, leaving people behind and maybe like, because I know for me, (laughs) I always feel really guilty, like with my family, um, every time I'm saying I'm going somewhere else, then, um, you know, my my family and some of my friends will kind of be like a bit disappointed and and, and upset. And, um, and as a people pleaser and as someone, you know, who really doesn't want to upset anyone that it can yeah. be like the easier road just to stay put to make everyone else happy. Yeah. Well, I would say the most important thing is to check in with your own intuition on what feels right. For instance, that first time that I left, I I really wasn't ready to leave my mom and she wasn't ready for me to leave her. We weren't living together, but we were in the same city mm-hmm. and my father had passed away a few years earlier. And that, that last year was really healing for both of us to be together. So um, even though a part of me would have been happy to travel at that time, 
I knew deep down that it was still right for me to stay put for a bit longer. But then when it comes to, when it came time to leave the following year, she was so supportive and and people from my office, of course, were a little disappointed as well, but, but it was temporary. And my inner voice kept telling me they're going to be fine. (laughs) And they, you know, they, it was, it was my coworkers who convinced me to create an Instagram account to, so they could follow my travels. (laughs) They've been some of my biggest fans the entire time. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'd been off Instagram for many years at that time. And the only people I really told about my account at first were my colleagues at their request. (laughs) Wow. That is so cool. Given the work that you do today, um, where this is part of your work, sharing about your travels and and what you've learned along the way. It's just beautiful hindsight. We see all of the signs that are just there um, Mm -hmm. that we we weren't aware of at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say something else about, about that. Yeah, I think in my experience, when people see you living your best life, I said that in quotes, but, but I'm serious about it. They, they're inspired. I've heard from so many former classmates or coworkers or acquaintances who have been following along and I haven't even been aware that they were following along and they're just like, I love your posts. I love, like, keep doing what you're doing. I'm living vicariously through you. And, and these are the same people that I was afraid they would judge me for stepping off that that traditional career track or life path. And they're actually like, I wish I could do that too, (laughs) but I have kids or I have a house or I have a husband or whatever it is. Um, So yeah, that's been fun, a fun realization for me. I haven't been met with any negative judgment. Mm, Yeah, that's, that's so fascinating. And what do you think about um, people who do say that, that they, it's not possible for them? Do you, what what are your thoughts on that? Is it possible or is it not? (laughs) Of course, I think it's possible for everyone. Yeah, maybe not to pack up your entire house and, and live day to day, just waiting for inspiration to hit where I'm get, where am I going to sleep tonight if you have three young children yeah. <laughs> but including a bit of adventure and a bit of travel into your life is absolutely possible no matter what your circumstances and and that's really what I I love communicating to people and sharing with people doesn't matter how old you are you're never too old to travel yeah never too old to travel solo if you have <clears throat> medical conditions, you're going to have to work around that. Just like we all have to work around different restrictions that we have mm. um, and not to downplay that whatsoever, but yeah, it's possible. Kids, kids, mortgages. It It's really just about setting that intention and, and waiting for the universe to support you. I really mm. believe in that. Yes, trusting, hey, and also allowing the your journey to be your own and to look um to to be unique 
to you you know I think we just see Mm -hmm. like it's got to be this or it's got to be that and and there's nothing in between and there's just so many possibilities out there for all of us yeah exactly just like me looking at those couple travel bloggers they that was their journey and mine looked a lot different and I'm so thankful for that Mm. I love that. So then how did you, um, why do you think there's such a strong link between travel and the opportunity for personal development it gives us? Yeah. Travel places us outside of our comfort zone and it, it shows us a lot about where we come from and who we are. And it gives us that opportunity to try on different versions of ourselves almost. When I walk into a new city, no one knows my backstory. No one even knows my name. Not that I use a fake name when I travel, although I have been tempted to sort of try on a completely different like alter ego. I I never have, but (laughs) (laughs) that sounds fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I picked up when I was living in South Korea, I picked up some glasses that were all the rage. I mean, people wore glasses that didn't even have any, any lenses in them just for fashion. So mine have just plain lenses. So whenever I'm feeling like I need to mix things up today, I'll put on my, (laughs) my fake glasses and just, (laughs) it's travel, travel lets you do that. And Uh, there's so many benefits to travel, especially solo travel. Another aspect would be, I talked about your comfort zone, but literally being uncomfortable or being in situations where you, you haven't faced this before, or you need to communicate with someone who doesn't speak your language. Um, And every single time you're going to be fine. You're going to figure it out. And, And if you don't figure it out, someone's going to step in and help you. And I would argue that that's another way of, of figuring it out is receiving help from others. So yeah, I, yeah, I could go on and on, but I think um, putting yourself in a, in an unknown situation is always going to lead to personal growth and development. Mm, Yes. And having your inner voice, the connection with your inner voice, no doubt has really supported you um, with that Mm. trust as well. Like, how do you feel when you go to a new place that you've never been to before? Like in terms yeah. of safety? I do do some research beforehand. Um, just, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I know it's very unsafe, but in general, I approach the world with the perspective that people are good mm. and that everything is happening to me for my my own good as well so just yeah like you said just having that trust as I as I move through the world just makes me feel really comfortable and because I have fine-tuned that connection to my inner voice I I really can trust it and that goes not just for you know the warning signs of walking down a dark alley like everyone talks about but also when I come face to face with a person, can I trust this person? Mm. I I feel it viscerally in my body and I, I listen. Mm. Yes. I love that. It's interesting how the, we're on such high alert for safety in a place that we've never been compared to mm. like where we are now. Like it's, there's, you know, in terms of like actual danger, 
the um, the chance of something happening is, you know, probably the same no matter where we are. But we see mm-hmm. ourselves in a in a new place and we think it's a lot higher and we're sort of we're just on high alert because everything's so new and different. And I guess that's just the way our brain is wired. But um, yeah, so I feel like be, um, travel really allows you to just step into trust even more um, mm-hmm. deeply than, you know, when you're in your usual environment because of that. Yeah, definitely. And just on that safety topic, one thing that I always like to think about and what I tell others to think about is wherever we are, there are other women living here alone and and, mm-hmm. and surviving and thriving. And if they if they can do it day to day, ride the bus, go to the grocery store, go to work, whatever it is, then certainly you can too. Mm. Oh, that's so good to think of. And also to think of the other women out there who also um, might be looking for, you know, uh, someone to, you know, connect with and and meet up mm-hmm. with. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I love. Like when, when you travel on your own, you just, it's so much easier to connect with people because you are actually like have your eyes looking for opportunities to connect with people. Whereas mm-hmm. like when I find when I travel with, you know, my partner or a friend, like we're just connecting with each other and I'm not like as open to receiving, um, to, to receiving new connections. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's like Definitely. a super big, yeah, advantage. Yeah. And what I love about it is you meet people from all walks of life that you wouldn't interact with at back at home. And mm. I've gotten to know so many beautiful souls who le- lead such different lives than I even thought were possible. And just, it just opens your up that uh, opens up your mind to how many different ways there are to live a, a happy, fulfilling life, pursuing whatever it is you want to do. You, you just meet these people who are dreamers and they, you know, they left that, that traditional path as well, most likely. And, and you just get to be exposed to everything that they've, every choice that they've made that leads them to where they are and just seeing other people living their lives in different ways. You know, you're always going to bring part of that back home with you. Mm. Yes. Yes. That, that is so amazing. It's just, it's so great to, yeah, have your, um, have what's possible expanded for you by the people that you meet. Mm -hmm. I love that. So exciting. And it also teaches you that it's not actually that hard to meet people, no matter where you are. If you're living in a place or traveling through a place, people are always open to connection. And that's helped me a lot because like I, I shared, I relocated to London, um, a little over a year ago and, you know, moving somewhere in your thirties, people are going to say, Oh, it's so hard to meet people or, you know, everyone in London is like so cold or, you know, whatever ridiculous thing they're going to say. But but I know from my travels that that's simply not the case. It's all about, like you said, just having that openness to receiving connection. And there are people all around at all times who, who are interested in, in connecting with you. That is so true. And I'm just reflecting because when I moved to London, 
I made, I met so many people because it was a new place for me and I was looking for connection. Whereas mm. like when I, uh, when I was in my home, I wasn't looking for connection necessarily. So of course you don't see it. But then when yeah. I moved back to Sydney, like this time I was looking for connection and I've met so many people and it's mm. just like, it's all about perspective, isn't it? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And even this year, when we haven't really been leaving our homes that much, I've still connected with so many amazing people online, which of course is not the same as, as face-to-face, but, but it does extend to the virtual world as well. And the benefit is you don't need to travel to have an amazing conversation with someone in Nairobi or someone in Istanbul and just, you know, approaching people online is different than if you're, chatting together over breakfast in a hostel, but people are still open. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about the connections we make online, because then when we do travel, we have friends all over the world. And that's what Mm -hmm. I've found, you know, every city, you know, I go to, there's people to meet up with and to connect with. And it's just so, so abundant because of online connection. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. And and I I'm a big fan of using using the internet to meet people even when I'm in a place, whether it's through Facebook as expat groups yeah. or um language exchange groups or even dating apps. Mm. You know, you can marry the two and, and really meet some fascinating people. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel when um, you're in a new city and you go to a restaurant or you go like places on your own? How do you feel in those situations? Because I know lots of people be like, oh, it's so scary, like sitting down by yourself somewhere. And I mean, I do it all the time because I I, <laughs> I don't like waiting for the things that I want to do. I just go and do them. I've always been like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, again, it's really funny because I remember when I was still living in San Francisco and doing a little bit of solo travel, short-term solo travel, I would be so, you know, it would be so easy for me to just walk into a restaurant if say I'm in Kyoto, Japan and and sit there and and be totally comfortable because I'm traveling there solo, but doing the same in my own city felt like, oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> that would be so embarrassing. Everyone would know I didn't have any friends to eat with right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Which is ridiculous, but I've, I've overcome it a hundred percent with practice. I mean, it's just, if you're not comfortable doing it right away, I would encourage you just start small, just start with a coffee or go in for a dessert or a drink and, you know, it's whatever I'm in the mood for. If I want to chat with someone, I can sit at the bar. If I want to just read a book or people watch, then I'll grab a table. Um, one thing you'll hear, and it, especially in, in certain cities or certain countries, they won't want to seat a single diner in a prime location. But I haven't personally had that issue. But I would say to anyone who's in that position, just just put your foot down. And if they don't want to seat you in the the place where you want to be because they want to have two diners there, for instance, then just go to the next place. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's yeah. good advice. Don't take, don't take it personally. Yeah. Maybe it's a sign to that. There's someone somewhere better for you for that, yeah. that meal. Yeah. I love dressing up just for myself and going out and 
you know, the waiter would be like, just one. I'll be like, I won't answer just one. I'll say, yes, please. One. I'm not just one. I'm one whole person. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. You're making me so excited. It's I think it's just so fun experiencing the world and having feeling that confidence to be you out in the world without anyone. Because of course, like when we have people around us who know us, it gives it can give us a boost in confidence. Um, but to be there on your own, just rocking you and being open to conversations and experiences and really trusting yourself and the world around you is mm. empowerment. Absolutely. Yes. We haven't mentioned that word yet, but empowerment is the name of the game. Solo travel. It's just, that's that's what it is in a nutshell, empowering you to be your most authentic self, whether you're traveling or you're at home or you're flowing around the world like you and I like to do. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just so um I, I guess it I guess having our inner voice connection is a really helpful piece of this puzzle. Um but I've been really thinking about this lately because I'm preparing, you know, for my um solo move. And I it's interesting to really hear the fears of the people around me. Like, how can you go by yourself? How can you do that? What are you going to do? You're just going to let go there and then go where? And you're doing it in the, in the middle of a pandemic. Like just like so many um, fears. And my, my thing is, look, I'm just literally like in another place in the world and the whole world is like my home, our home. And like when I want to move somewhere else, I'll move. And like, it's either it's like the exact same thing that I'm doing here in Sydney is the exact same thing I'll be doing anywhere else and like it's also like I don't like it seems like when you go away our mind says oh that person's going away forever or they don't exist in the world anymore like because they mm-hmm. don't exist in like your your little world and it's so mm-hmm. funny the security it brings for people knowing that you are here in the same city as them I've just always found that so interesting because when I lived in London, I found it really difficult to keep in contact with a lot of my um, friends and family, right? Because it was like, oh, you know, you're on the other side of the world. It's so hard to, to stay connected. And I was like, no, it's not. I, you know, I, my clients are all over the world and I see people <laughs> yeah. all over the world. I stay in, you know, with my family and we've had amazing conversations that we never had when we were in person together. And, um, and this yeah. year, I really feel like a lot of people realized how actually possible it is to be deeply connected to people, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank goodness for technology and all the different apps that we can share, whether it's audio or video. But yeah, I agree. I mean, my best friend, we've never lived in the same city together and we've been best friends for over 20 years now. Oh, oh my gosh. That's incredible. <laughs> a <long> time. So <laughs> we're always exploring different, different apps, different ways to, to stay in touch. And, you know, it's much, much easier now than it ever has been. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking as I was speaking that, that really it's just, we haven't been able to travel around the world for that long. So to our minds, of course, it's like, what mm. is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah, go ahead. No, you go. 
I would just say that if there are some relationships that it is hard to keep up with them when you're traveling, that's okay too. I, I believe that the people who are in our lives are there for just the right amount of time. And if there's a break in a relationship, that's fine. It doesn't mean that there's any less love there. When you return mm-hmm. to Australia, you'll get back in touch. Maybe, maybe not, yep. but just sort of flow with that and, and don't feel like you need to hold on tight to every person you've ever met. Mm, yeah, that's such good advice. And um, yeah, I think that it's just interesting that it's almost like if you're not in the same place as someone, then you're like, you don't exist or you're not alive. Mm. And I I really do feel that it's just, it's just because our brains aren't, haven't evolved for the current situation that we have today. But Mm -hmm. yes, that's really beautiful advice. Um, It's always divine timing, isn't it? When we're connecting Mm -hmm. with people. Yeah, absolutely. And you never know, you may reconnect with them when you've both spent some time apart and, and it's, the connections even stronger than before. Yes. And that has been the case for me, by the way, since returning to mm-hmm. Australia, like those connections, they're, they're different. It's a new chapter of our relationship. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's really interesting to, to, I, I, yeah, we could go into a lot on, on relationships, but I'd actually love to just ask you about feeling of like loneliness when you're traveling alone how do you deal with that? How do you feel connected when you're traveling alone? Yeah, I'm I'm an introvert personally, so I really value my alone time and need my alone time. But there's a common misperception that introverts would rather just be hermits than interact with the world, which isn't the case. But sometimes for me, and I can really only speak for my own experience, all I need to counter loneliness is to be around other people. I don't need to necessarily be interacting with them. So maybe that's um, sitting in the hotel lobby or just going to a crowded cafe or walking through a street market, whatever that is. And, but like you said, the people show up exactly when you need them. I remember this story. I mean, it's, it's a story. It happened. I was um, in Chiang Mai in Thailand and, sometimes you are just going to feel lonely. You're just going to feel a little down. You don't need to identify why that is. I think the most important thing is just sit with that feeling, dive deep as deep down into it as you can. Don't be afraid to feel that throughout your body and then it will pass. And I was, I brought my journal out for a morning walk and I was sitting down having some coffee and just feeling a little low. And I, I wasn't sure why, but I was just sort of writing in my journal. And then this woman out of nowhere comes up, she buys me breakfast. She can speak English very well. And she's just like, so happy to be meeting a traveler in her morning routine. And she's telling me all about, uh, you know, at that time, early in the morning, the, the, the monks were walking by collecting alms and she was telling me all about that. And, and it was just like, wow, <laughs> look at this connection. That's just waiting for me just in the perfect moment when I need it. Oh, I love that. And I really love how you mentioned that you can feel connected without actually interacting um, Mm. with people. I know um, from my own human design that my um, 
my the way that I deal best with being around people is actually being like a silent observer and mm. um, and Lou my partner's the same so sometimes we just like to listen to like the conversation yeah. and and sit there and sort of take it in but not necessarily be involved in it and yeah, yeah you maybe I'm so that. curious if that's in my human design too <laughs> yeah I need to remember which part of the chart um shows that but yeah it that yeah. was something that made so much sense to me when I learned that yeah and just one other thing I wanted to share about loneliness is if you scroll through Instagram and look at people traveling, they're always just having the time of their lives. Everything's so wonderful. And that's just not going to be the case. And I assure you it's not the case for them either. And that's okay. And the most important thing is just accept whatever feeling is coming up. And there definitely have been, you know, nights when I didn't, I just was feeling a little low and just queued up my Netflix and just stayed in bed. And, and for me, getting a good night's sleep is really a game changer. So the next morning I'll be fine. And I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel guilty that I'm wasting my precious travel time taking care of myself. Yes. That's so important. Yeah. There's massive guilt when we're, (laughs) when we're somewhere and we just want to make the most of it. It's like all experiences in life. We want to make the most of it, but then we also need to meet ourselves where we're, where we are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can relate to that feeling. Okay. So Catherine, I'd love to talk about, so you've mentioned working with your inner voice and solo travel. And what I'm hearing from you is you've had this personal journey with both of these two things that have become really important to the way you live your life. And naturally that has evolved into the business that you have today. Is that, Mm. is that a true reflection? Yes. 100%. (laughs) So I love just pointing that out how, you know, our life is always leading us to our work in the world and to how how we serve and share our gifts and our experience with others. So can we talk a little bit about your business journey and how that's unfolded? Um, I'd love to know particularly, yeah, just how you've navigated like starting a business and um, we've spoken about this before, but just also having the confidence to share your story and overcome any resistance about doing that? Yeah. Hmm. My, my business goals have evolved a lot over the last couple of years, as you know, Letitia. Um, I, yeah, they've evolved. I wouldn't say that they've changed, but just the, the order in which they're, uh, in which they are, uh, coming into the world is a little bit different than, than intended. Uh, my dream was and, and continues to be to open a boutique hotel designed specifically to welcome solo female travelers, uh, as well as others, but with, with them in mind uh, in the design phase. And uh, something, yeah, my inner voice, or I don't know who it was, but at the end of last year when I was about to embark on that journey of identifying where I was going to open this hotel and finding a property. I ended up deciding to stay in London and um, yeah, for, for a variety of reasons, but staying here and then thinking, how can I bring this hotel to life even from where I am today? And that's when I 
decided to build a community designed again for these uh, solo female travelers, but rather than, you know, brick and mortar, it was going to be online Mm. at least to start. And yeah, it's just a matter of taking one step at a time and keeping that dream in mind and just, yeah, I mean, everything from starting building a website, writing about it, opening up an Instagram account and starting a podcast. Um, It's, I sort of bit off a lot at the same time. It's just like, let's just do this over the first few months of this year and have slowly been, um, yeah, just, just shifting bit by bit, you know, who is my target audience? How can I best serve them? But uh, just mostly trusting my inner voice to guide me. And I'll be honest, this year has been a little bit strange to start a travel community, (laughs) to start a travel coaching business. Uh, But it's really given me the time to, to build my brand, um, both to develop my brand, both internally, just for myself, just, you know, what am I really trying to do here? And also to start sharing it with the world, which was something like I mentioned, I was hesitant to do just, you know, having, having all these connections from my life from before when I was working in a corporate environment. And now just like, Hey guys, this is actually who I am. (laughs) I'm much more free spirited than I ever let myself be before. And even though I have an MBA, this is what I really want to do with my life. Just, this is how I want to serve people. Mm. Yeah. So what do you think has really helped you? I know you mentioned your inner voice, but is there anything else that you can pinpoint that's really helped you to build that confidence in sharing like, Hey, I, and even just seeing that this is me. Mm. I think having other people around me who, who can see that and who reflect that back to me. I've had so many people tell me when I, when I share this idea, whether it's for a brick and mortar hotel or just for building this online community, they're like, wow, your face just really lit up when you were talking about that. That's such a great idea. I love what you're doing. And, you know, they're only reflecting back what, what I'm sharing to them, Mm -hmm. but sometimes my my mind can interrupt (laughs) that, that feeling be like, you, what do you, what do you think you're doing? (laughs) This is never work. No one cares about this. And it's just learning to quiet that that mind when it comes up. And and like you said, I've relied so much on my inner voice. My inner voice loves this idea, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And what helps you, um, what has helped you to develop your connection with your inner voice? I, like you, was introduced to the, this idea of the inner voice through Jess Lively and I wrote to my inner voice primarily to start and now um, like you have followed in your footsteps and became an inner voice facilitator. So now my preferred way to get in touch with my inner voice is actually with a facilitator Mm -hmm. leading me, holding that space for me so that I can speak 
from my inner voice, but it is, it, it's just practice. I would say is the way to strengthen that connection and trusting, you know, if your inner voice says something and your mind is like, wait, what, but you go forward with it and everything works out well, you're like, Hey, I guess I really can trust what's coming up for me from my inner voice. Mm, yeah. And so as your cha- as your business plans have evolved in a slightly different order to the way that you had imagined, um, mm. it's it you can trust that it's all, you know, divine timing and your inner voice has information that you didn't have because actually I was thinking, you know, when when it was sort of unfolding in this way, we had no idea that COVID was going to happen. Exactly. It was right around this time last year that I was that I decided I wasn't quite ready to invest in a hotel and I couldn't have told you why and a few months later we all found out why. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? It's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> so I give my inner voice a whole lot of credit for that. That's amazing. And, um, and I was also thinking as you were speaking just about like when you launch your website, when, and this was something that you've been feeling into, you know, for, you've had this dream for like a a number of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so by the the time you like launch your website, then you launch your social media and, and your podcast, like each of those things are so special. Those moments when you launch them, would you Mm -hmm. agree? Like, how did it feel for you when you like shared those creations it was like stepping into an upgraded version of myself almost (laughs) which sounds a little bit silly to say but when I launched my podcast I actually had had a friend about um I don't know let's say six months prior he out of the blue he was like you should have a podcast and I remember being like that is completely absurd. That will never happen. I cannot do that. Like I have no qualifications. No one would care. And then I don't know, maybe he planted the idea in my head, (laughs) but, but now I'm a podcaster. I can say that. And, and the old me didn't think it was possible. And it's, you know, I'm a podcaster. I have things that people want to say. I have a, a newsletter as well. You know, I have people who are following me on Instagram who I've never met in person, which is not something that, you know, my personal account ever had. So it's just all these things just adding up that um, are just showing to me, like, this is the path that you're meant to be on and people want to hear your message. Mm, I love that. What would you say to someone who is feeling really scared about being visible and about, you know, following those um, inner voice inspired um I can't think of the word but you know urges to share themselves and to share their story and to you know maybe start that business or show up in some way that feels really um exposing yeah I would hmm, I would say there's a reason that you've attracted the people around you that they can most likely see you for who you are perhaps even more than you can and they love they love what they see and they're going to love when you come out of whatever shell you've been wearing that you think you need to wear to fit in and you're just going to inspire so many people in ways that you can't even imagine by stepping into that version of yourself and and sharing with the world so 
I would say do it. And in terms of the step-by-step how to do it, I would ask your inner voice, what's going to be most flowy for you? Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Um, Okay, Catherine, tell me, we have been working together over, we've been working together for a while, but I would love to to focus on this year, 2020. We've worked together one-to-one and in the mistress mind, which you have been such a beautiful part of. Can you let us know a little bit about how these spaces have supported you in 2020? (laughs) Yes. I don't even want to think about the person I would be without having invested in myself and in my business this year to have you hold such beautiful, comforting, nurturing space for me and for Vivian travel. Yeah. Oh man, I'm really going to get emotional (laughs) because none of this would exist without you believing in me. And I, yeah, I mean that a hundred percent. And yeah, it's just been such a blessing for me to have my business unfold in such a safe, supportive space with you and within the mistress mind. So yeah, it's it's been instrumental to getting me to where I am now and into the future without a doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's been my absolute pleasure to support you throughout this year. You know, I always feel so lucky to support every single person that I work with. And it's just so beautiful because we get to really know one another. And, you know, when you shine your light, it's incredible. I don't know if you can hear Bonnie in the background, like scratching. (laughs) Um, Yeah. When, like, when you shine your light, when you have a creation that you want to share with the world, it's, it is an honor for every single person to be able to share that space with you. And so, you know, your coach, it's really, oh no, hang on. Microphones just (laughs) changed on my, there we go. Hopefully that works. It's been a bit weird to keep going in and out. Um, Let me just note down the time. So as I was saying, for me as your coach, it's been, it's, it truly is just such an honor to have the gift of supporting you. And, um, and like I said, you know, you being in the mistress mind has made it what it is and you're a significant part of that uh, journey that we've had together in 2020. And it's been such, and you, you know, what you've, the thing, the experiences you've had this year, you know, even just not being able to travel in the way that you love to do Mm -hmm. um, has made this year what it is, you know, being able to be there along the ride for that journey with you has, you know, uh, supported everybody in, in the mistress mind container and also myself. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You call it a holistic mistress mind and I can attest that it truly is holistic. The support that I felt within that sisterhood, can I call it that? (laughs) Um, Because it, it didn't matter if it was related to my job or my health or my personal life, but everything that I went through, I knew that you would be there to support me and that helped immensely. Yeah, that's such a good point because it's just like we we're not business isn't separate to the rest of our life, you know, like we when things are going on, 
it affects how we show up in our business, but also like we need to just have that love and attention in that area of the life. And then that also helps us with the business. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're one person. So if something's bothering us in one aspect of our life, then surely it's going to run over into others. And yeah, I really felt that no matter what I brought into the mistress mind, each session that would be heard and understood and supported. Mm, Beautiful. And what would you say was uh, one of your top highlights throughout 2020, you know, with with the time that we've, all the things that you've created over this year, which have been many? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if I can pick just one. I, I will say that one thing that that you and the mistress mind helped me with was deciding to become an inner voice facilitator. Mm. And that is, it has been life-changing for me personally to deepen that connection even more. And now to be able to offer it to clients as well. And I think it has a beautiful tie into solo travel because because solo travel is all about strengthening that connection to your intuition and to have yet another tool on top of that to help people help themselves is, is really amazing. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. (laughs) Mm, I love that. And it's just so cool to know that, you know, my involvement in inner voice facilitation was completely spontaneous, had no idea, wasn't planned and was only possible because COVID happened and I didn't end up going for my yoga teacher training, which I'm still (laughs) desperate to go for, but it never would have unfolded. And, you know, the circumstances that Jess ended up creating in a voice facilitation were super spontaneous and, you know, unplanned as well. And then the way it unfolded with me being able to be a squad leader in the next round and then, and, and mm-hmm. then have, being able to have you and, and some of our other, like just the incredible community we've all created. It's just been an incredible experience for everyone, hasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it really has. And, and I mean, and I wouldn't have had the courage to sign up for that training if it hadn't been for the mistress mind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, just seeing how how it had impacted you and the other women and being able to go through it with Maraid as well and just trusting that it wasn't part of my plan, it wasn't part of my financial plan to make that investment, but but I knew deeply that it was meant to be. And I, I had the trust to follow that because of the support that I had from the group. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love that. Who would you say the mistress mind is for? I would say the mistress mind is for anyone who's growing their business along any stage of the journey. Mm. One thing that I've loved is being one of the newer businesses in the group is to see in just a few years how much impact other women have been able to have and just having them as sort of a a role model to learn from, to be inspired by, but also knowing that I have things that I can offer them as well, even at this stage in my journey, in my business journey. So yeah, anyone who, who wants to take their business to the next level, regardless of what level it is, I would say this is such a beautiful investment that you can make for you and for your business. Mm. 
I love that you mentioned that um, because it's so true. We can just, we all bring our entire life, our entire, entire experience, wisdom, connection, all of the things to these group spaces that we're in. And what I love about the mistress mind is that because we're, we're there to support not only not we're there not only to be supported but to support we really stand in our power in in really acknowledging all of that experience and wisdom and mm-hmm. then that has a really amazing impact on how the confidence we feel in our businesses yeah and i would say it goes beyond confidence in our business but in all aspects of our mm-hmm. life too yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, totally. Well, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So yeah, up-leveling confidence in business helps us with confidence in all aspects of life. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Catherine, I have one final question for you. I would love to for you to let us know um, about your travel coaching. Can you let us know a little bit about how what you support people with and just so we've all got the details? Yeah. So head on over to my website, viviantravel.com or Instagram, connect with me in any, any variety of ways. And I, I absolutely love supporting women who are thinking of solo travel, but are a little bit hesitant for one of a million reasons, which are all valid, but I love just helping helping them realize that the confidence that they need to take that trip is already inside of them. And, and also just not only on the mindset side of things, but also the practical side, you know, how can you find accommodation? When should I book my flights? How should I do that? Where should I go? I just, it's just such a pleasure helping people sort through their ideas and helping them to solidify what their trip is going to look like. And you definitely don't need to do what I did <laughs> to get rid of all your belongings and pack a backpack and go. That worked well for me at that time in my life, but <clears throat> I love supporting women. If it's a, a shorter trip, a longer trip next door across the world. Yeah, really anyone who just needs a little support to to get out the door on their first solo trip or or second or twelfth, I'd love to be there to to help you with that. Oh, I love that, Catherine, because I know how helpful having support while traveling is and definitely helps with building that confidence. Um and just having some clarity when everything feels so, you know, scattered and all over the place and unknown, really having that anchor for yourself that w- helps you to create that feeling of safety when, you know, your mind doesn't feel like it is safety for sh- safe for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for coming onto the podcast and sharing your beautiful story with us all and having a really fun conversation about solo travel. You've got me all inspired and I'm sure we've inspired (laughs) people um, listening to the podcast. Thank you for working with me in 2020 and trusting me to support you in your business and in your life. And thank you for being you. I love you. You're a wonderful person and just, yeah, a, a massive thank you to you. Oh, thank you so much, Leticia. Right back at you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. 
So there you have it, my beautiful friends. A big thank you to Catherine for coming onto the podcast and sharing her story and her wisdom with us all. If you'd love to have a free solo travel consultation with Catherine, you can do that at viviantravel.com forward slash plan my trip. And if you loved this episode, make sure you take a screenshot of you listening to the episode and share it over on Instagram stories with both Catherine and I. Let us know what you resonated with. We'd love to hear from you. You can uh, tag Catherine at instagram.com forward slash Vivian.travel and it's Vivian with an E. And you can also tag me at Letitia Ringe. Now, everybody, one final reminder that if you would like to apply to work with me in 2021, all you need to do is send me an email at Letitia at LetitiaRinge.com to find out more about my mistress mind and mentorship that will help you if you're starting or growing your beautiful business. All right, everybody, I will leave it there. You have a beautiful week and I will see you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letisharinj.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.